uh, those are really, really big and out there. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And on today's show, you can find out when you can bring Star Wars The Force Awakens home. Uh-huh. Sony's making some crazy moves out in the movie world. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about Agent Carter's second season at the end of the show, because it's going to get a little spoilery, uh-huh. and more. Yeah, we're uh, we're specifically leaving Agent Carter at the end of the show because it's always hard to it's always hard to figure out how people watch shows. You know, some people out there might watch uh, Agent Carter on Netflix when it pops up on there. Some people might just be behind on the show and haven't got around to watching it yet. So we'll tack it on to the end of the show. So if you feel like you want to dodge some spoilers, you can just cut out early. Yeah, and, and we always include the time codes and everything, so you can always uh, jump ahead if we, if you need to. Damn straight. So, um, what else, I mean, just just to kind of give everyone a heads up, Mike, you're not feeling a little well. Oh man, it snuck up on me. It, like, you get it, sick like every other week. I'm <laughs> trying to see a trend it, here. It's usually, it's usually, I usually don't get sick, but when I do, it's always in the quote unquote winter months, which we don't really have winter out here in Southern California. But I guess somehow the internal body clock is still cued with the winter time. So I, I'm getting it over it pretty quickly. Uh, but it's it's struck at a really I guess opportune time okay. because House of Cards just dropped this weekend, so I watched mm. a lot of House of Cards this weekend on Netflix. That's and then a the four fo- season, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's creeping up out of nowhere. It was like one of the first Netflix originals, and it's still really good. Um, and then I was watching Daredevil before that, so I got to finish rewatching that. We uh, we we caught a couple episodes of Fuller House the other night. We just finished Ben's watching. Um, uh, that new Judd Apatow show on Netflix called Love, okay. which is really, really good, really funny. So these are like all Netflix originals that we've been watching, and they've all been really, really good. So like, it's like, you know Netflix is good, and you know Netflix is at, at the top of its game, but like sometimes you just kind of like uh, forget about it until you like step back and take a look. And then I looked at all of my continue watching and all of my like instant queue is like all front loaded with all Netflix originals. And I was just like, man, they're really doing a good job over there. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I haven't been on Netflix in a while. Uh, I've been working like a lot more like I don't know like on websites and stuff. Other ideas, projects coming up, and I, I just tend to go to my Plex stream and like watch old episodes of Seinfeld or something like in the background <laughs> while I'm working because I can't really I don't want to focus. But Agent Carter is one of those shows that I do watch every week, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I'm I'm sad it's gone, but it's going to be replaced by Agents of Shield in the same this week. So. We have a lot to look forward to. Yeah, uh, but uh, just just before you uh, we got on the mics, you you saw um, what did you go see? Zootopia. Yeah, how was that? Because this typically not a movie that's going to show up in our uh, that's going to show up in our rundown. So how yeah. was it? So honestly, I I don't I honest, I walked out not feeling any different than when I walked in, and uh-huh. that's, that's not a knock against the movie. I guess. Maybe it's a little too on the nose with this message for me. Maybe he's aimed more at little kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, animation-wise, looks great. Visually, beautiful. Um, the message, the, the the story is okay, but it's just not... 
there's so much more to the world of Zootopia they don't explore. And I think that's kind of where I wanted to see more of, but they just didn't do that for me. Mm-hmm. But there's a the theater full of children, and I'm sure they all loved it. So uh, I think if you got kids and a family, you're going to be great. If you don't, eh, wait for it. Were the, uh, were the animal jokes on point? I'm a big sucker for animal humor just because it's it's pretty funny. It's pretty low-level humor because it's so easy to make fun of, like, like an animal in a human situation. Like, all the jokes on, like, BoJack Horseman are, like, really hilarious even though they're really dumb. Um, so were they really good in this movie? Because that's what I would go to watch it for. I don't remember any. In that <laughs> oh, no. I, think, I think they avoided those. Uh, I think it was more situational humor than actual, like, species humor, I, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't there, I don't think. I, th- I think they just more focused on the other stuff that was going on. So, didn't get it. Sorry. Didn't, didn't watch them. Well, I'm glad you uh, you had yeah. a uh, indifferent Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought I was expecting more. Again, but this isn't Pixar. This is just Disney Animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I think Frozen was like one of the last, and Big Hero Six were the last two. And I really yeah. like Big Hero Six, um, but I think this just lacked. I don't know. Maybe it's just for younger audience. I'm too old and cynical now. You know, old, <laughs> man, old man, old man, Chris over here. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm hell. We even got some. Uh, we even got some Big Hero Six news. Yeah. Uh, in this episode, which is which is pretty crazy. We got a lot going on this week. It's been a great week full of news. Like the random stuff. Nothing huge. We didn't get that Civil War trailer. We've been one. Uh, no. but, but we got some other stuff and let's just jump right into it. I'm going to talk about last Sunday, the Academy Awards were on TV. You watched them. You had some mm-hmm. money riding on some stuff like $5. I think <laughs> it was a, it ended up being a four way tie and I, I was surprised I was in there. I was like, um, I think it was a four way tie between like 16, right? And I just went totally off of the Vegas, uh, odds off the statistics. So I put like no, um, I guess insider info in there at all. And, uh, but splitting it four way, I only got like 15 bucks. So it wasn't really anything to write home about. Yeah. But I mean, for $5 and no work, you did, you you came out ahead. So yeah, we'll give you that. Congratulations, Mike. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I I watched a little bit, um, on, on TV. I I got home late that evening. I was, I forget what I was doing. Um, but, uh, honestly, I can't watch the Academy Awards anymore. I feel like it's too much of a skit show than a, than an award show. Yeah, I, I've noticed it really it weighs pretty heavily on if you kind of have a dog in the fight. So I if any if you put money on it, it, it specifically makes it a little bit better. It makes it easier to uh, to take in. But also we we kind of did other things while we watched it. Like um, since it airs kind of around dinner time out here on the west coast, we were kind of making dinner and watching at the same time. So we would just kind of like pop in and out and. Um, uh, I mean, Chris Rock, he was all right. He had some, he had some funny jokes that I laughed at. But everybody's always kind of tame up there. I kind of like it when they go up there and just like uh, obliterate celebrities and just make fun of them mm-hmm. for being like rich. Um, but I guess when it comes on our end, when it comes to the show, I mean, we were kind of invested in Mad Max. They won a bunch of those technical awards, which was really really cool. They had but, a like, lot the, early. They had a lot early on in the yeah, show. Yeah, but I feel like the the only real. Uh, movie we we probably had in the fight that we cover is Star Wars for special mm-hmm. effects, and when it comes to the Vegas odds, they had it on Star Wars. Star Star Wars was statistically set up to win that award, and it ended up going to I don't even remember. I think it went up. It went to Mad Max possibly. Well, uh, there, yeah, it was Mad Max. I remember that. But I, Star Wars also had a um, an award for audio or, or original sound. 
Oh that, yeah, they did, but I don't think they won that. It did not win. Um, actually, uh, we I was I per a request per our super fan uh, Jim and Tier. I was live tweeting some of the stuff, and he he seemed to be pretty disappointed. John Williams didn't get it, but uh, I'm glad he was out there. He looked okay for his age. I think I think he'll be doing the the music for the next one. Yeah, I'm if, pretty if sure he he's not too worried about uh, missing Oscars. I'm pretty sure he has a whole room in his house dedicated to awards that he just um, never goes in because there's no practical use for it. He's gonna melt them down and, and sell them as gold bonds. Really. <laughs> so uh, that was that. The Academy Awards happened. I mean, again, we didn't have a dog in this fight. I hope one to be one day superhero movies kind of maybe get their own category or like are considered. Yeah, um, it's actually kind of funny. When we first started uh, Superhero Slate roughly a year ago, uh, we were trying to think of like segments and topics, things that we could talk about before we weren't sure if news could fill a whole hour. And I thought like, I was like, oh, we should sit down and we should talk if we ever think a superhero or a comic book movie will ever win like an Academy Award. And at this rate, I think it, I think it's going to be a while. I mean, the, I think the closest competitor there's ever been probably was The Dark Knight. And, you know, you can be cynical if you want, but a lot of people say the only reason it even got up there um, was because of Heath Ledger's death. So that's kind of that's definitely unfortunate that that that's kind of all messed up in the whole credibility of the movie. But it's going to be a long time until the Academy kind of (laughs) changes. Well, that's funny because we have a a topic later in the show, which puts uh, a certain movie maybe in the running for one this year. We'll talk about that later. It's really interesting. I hope people stay and listen for that because I really want to talk about it. Next up this week, our first trailer, I guess only trailer this week, was Ghostbusters. Yeah. What do you think of it? Okay. So I've been – it's weird. I didn't really have much of a reaction to it, and I think that's the best um, opinion I can give to it. You know, we kind of weren't born and raised on Ghostbusters. We've kind of talked about this before. I've had Ghostbusters action figures. I've I've probably watched a decent chunk of the cartoon show when I was a kid. Um, I never really knew which one I was watching when I was growing up. I never really know if it was like the first one or the second one because um, I was just kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool ghosts. Obviously, my, my parents and people that were older probably enjoyed it really, really much more because it was just full of like SNL cast and comedians and things like, like that. But, you know, I just kind of watched this and I was like, it looks like it's put together well. The I really loved the designs on the ghosts. Uh, whatever concept artist came up with the look for how these ghosts are going to feel was really, really cool. So I think I could go to the movie and just enjoy looking at it. But so far, the jokes seem pretty like run of the mill. Uh, the trailer was cut really, really heavily to focus on Melissa McCarthy. I don't really have a problem with her, but I was kind of under the impression the focus was going to kind of be evenly over the entire team, and it really was heavily leaning on her. She had, like, all the lines in the trailer, and obviously that's because she's the most marketable person, but, like, I don't know. This doesn't really give me much of a look into it, you know? Everybody so, kind of knows what Ghostbusters is already, so, so it didn't really give us anything new. What? Where I, I got uh, I had to do some research on this because I got really confused. The trailer, because of it, the, the first... 10 and 15 seconds make it feel like it's a sequel. Um, and it's not a sequel to the originals. Um, I think it relies a lot on nostalgia and like visuals from the first movie, uh, such as, you know, we saw Slimer. That's something big. Uh, the old uh, firehouse that they go into. The Ecto-1 car is there. Uh, the, even the ghost trap is a little reminiscent of the old stuff. I think it relies heavy on that without pushing anything forward. Like I don't, mm. I don't feel like they're taking enough risks to make it different and stand out. Like, I don't want it to be like 
oh, remember this time in the old one? Well, we're doing it again, but just a little differently. I, I want to see something new if they're going to make it its own you know, new movie that's not set in that same universe. Yeah, I mean, the thing that really stuck out to me the most, because it was the really only original thing, was they say a little line that somebody is amplifying the paranormal activity mm-hmm. in the city and we need to find out where and who and why. And people are pretty heavily theorizing that it's probably maybe one of the original Ghostbusters might be doing it or something like that. Like it's probably Bill Murray. Maybe he's the villain, something like that. I think that might be kind of cool. I like the idea of bringing in some of the older people. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it didn't really, it didn't get me excited, That, but oh, I don't know. The, I, I just, it's hard to form an opinion about it when they don't really give you much to build on, you know? Yeah, no, t- definitely. So I, I, again, I'm not in the, the hater camp and I'm not in the lover camp. I think we fall right in the middle of like, okay, yeah, it's a movie. Let's let's see what happens with it. Um, and I think that's a good place to sit with this for us. The only thing I'm really excited for is those 55-gallon drums of Ecto Cooler we're going to be sucking down this oh, summer. Oh, man. Oh, I'm super excited for that. <laughs> Can't. I mean, once you saw Sly- once I saw Slimer, the only thing I could think of was Ecto Cooler. Like, oh, forget gotta- the rest of the trailer. That's what we need. Yeah, we got we got to get it back. I think it'd be it'd be really funny if like High C and Ecto Cooler was like the official sponsor of the movie. So everywhere the actors go to like promote the movie, like they have to be drinking Ecto Cooler. Like, yeah. oh god, I'm so tired of drinking this Ecto Cooler. It, well, that's what they're shooting out of their, their proton packs. Technically, oh, yeah. is Ecto Cooler. Uh, Makes sense. That's, that's that's what I want. I want squirt guns that shoot out Ecto Cooler, <laughs> and I can just drink it right up. So Ghostbusters coming out later this year. We'll call. We'll follow back up when the new trailer eventually comes out. You said there's a fan cut trailer out there that maybe like makes it more of a teaser. Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, yeah. They they do a little bit of a better job, kind of building more mystery around it. But really, all they did is they, was they cut out, out all the kind of meh jokes, and they they used the original Ghostbusters kind of score in the background. So if you're kind of curious to see how else it could look in a first impression, maybe go look at that. But yeah. it's nothing. It's nothing drastic. Nothing to write home about. <laughs> Instead, what I'm going to write home about is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yeah, what's Star- going on, man? So, Disney has confirmed that April 1st, the no joke, no April Fool's joke here, the digital copy of Star Wars Force Awakens will be available to purchase. Yeah, so it's funny because like Star Wars is still technically officially running in theaters. So, they're still building up money. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like they're at... Um, 2.05 billion so mm-hmm. they haven't quite made it up to spot number three i mean they haven't made it out of three they haven't quite dethroned titanic yet but we've talked about this before that it'll it'll eventually get a re-release and it'll make some more money and it'll probably uh take out number the number two spot so uh that's kind of cool that we're basically in some states and some smaller theaters you can probably watch this and then go out and buy it digitally Yes, and what's even more surprising is not two weeks later, like most uh, releases, four days later, April 5th, you can get the DVD and Blu-ray, wink, wink, combo pack. <laughs> That's a joke on Ray, the character. Get it? Yes, if you can get that from the audio. Yeah, the <laughs> Blu-ray. Get it? Get it. Oh, man. Sorry. Yeah, it was I there. That. I had to take it. Yeah, I saw a, a commercial uh, for the for this, and it looks like it's coming with a full length documentary. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there there's a lot of extra features on this. Um, you know, deleted scenes, uh, behind the scenes stuff, how they made the the props and stuff like that. Uh, really cool. There's several different versions uh, you can get. Um, 
There's a BB-8 cover version, the regular version. There's one that's kind of looks like an Avenger style that has all the character posters like put together mm-hmm. on one cover. I really like that one. A steelbook at Best Buy. So just just look around. You're probably gonna find it for about twenty bucks that week uh, on on the Blu-ray com on the Blu-ray pack. So uh, if that's what you're looking for, go out and grab it. April first digital, April fifth Blu-ray. That's my niche mike will probably go with the digital version if, so. if i if i if i end up buying it i probably yeah. will see I, that's the thing i do i want to wait for the trilogy again like do I want all three? Like, <laughs> how where, patient are you <laughs> yeah like do i care enough like do i need do i need to get it now i don't know I, I mean by the time all these movies are said and done i mean physical media hopefully is totally dead and they'll be like crap we don't have anything to sell anymore yeah it'll be a long time for that happens so We'll, we'll see what we'll see how this goes, uh, but that brings us to our next point: Star Wars Episode Ooh, Eight. I would be, I would maybe possibly be doing a Star Wars howl right now, but I'm sick, so that's fine. I'm gonna have to wait. So our first behind-the-scene image shows a land speeder. Yeah, under mm-hmm. under the under a little cloak. Not 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 really. I don't consider this a spoilery thing at all. Um, but I do enjoy the land speeder from the. New Hope um, mm-hmm. movie, and this looks like a different version, or maybe they still need to paint it. I don't know. Love the Land Speeder. It's one of my first Star Wars toys I ever had, <laughs> so it's got a special place in my heart. Yeah, um, I think that's. Uh, it makes me wonder: Are we gonna go uh, back to Tatooine then? You know that that's a that's a very good question, and this next bit of news may help answer that. The two potential titles for the new Star Wars film have landed. <coughs> okay. The first one is. Tale of the Jedi Temple. Uh. Okay. Oh, Sit on okay. It. Sit on all it. right. All right. The second one is the Order of the Dark Side. Uh, I think I like that second one better. A lot of people say Order of the Dark Side is better. They both sound like Indiana Jones titles, and I don't like either yeah. of them. <laughs> but I, I like, I like that the Jedi Temple is in the name for the second movie because that was one of the things that really perked my ears when I was watching The Force Awakens. Uh, I like the idea of bringing more lore into the Star Wars movies outside of like the TV shows and stuff. Like, because I think it was in one of the animated shows, one of the mini animated shows that came out um, during the prequels, where I think they actually went to like a Jedi temple to get like a crystal that goes inside of the lightsabers. I don't know. Uh-huh. Does that y- ring a yeah, bell to yeah, you? Yeah, they. Um several episodes actually um the cartoon and the animated version both go to the planet where the crystals are made and they have to to put those in so yeah yeah i think yeah i was really into that idea so it'd be cool if somehow they could incorporate a little bit more of that type of thing into the into the next movie so i don't know the order of the dark side seems a little bit more vague but the jedi temple does seem a lot like an indiana jones movie so it's uh, the 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 thing i have here is it's usually a verb and then like a uh preposition uh, attack of the clones revenge of the sith <laughs> um you know uh, or in like the first movie is the phantom menace a new hope the force awakens so i think there's going to be a verb then a preposition for this and i think maybe these might just be lost in translation somewhere oh possibly so, um that's that's my theory um uh, i could be wrong but i feel like that's a very good like pattern they've set up on star wars yeah i mean i like going back to the land speeder that kind of makes me think that I like the idea of a movie where Luke and Ray are training, but they're not just in like one spot. You know, we don't just get flashes to them and montages of them just on like this island or this this planet. I like the idea of them maybe going around the galaxy, maybe doing like little missions to kind of train her to get her ready to fight the Order, to fight um, 
you know, the the big baddies. Yeah, yeah, Kylo Ren. Um, what I was thinking of, like, Jedi holocrons are a big thing, and I've started watching Star Wars Rebels, the, the new cartoon uh-huh. show, and in the first episode they talk about Jedi holocrons, and they open one up and it's Obi-Wan Kenobi's in it. And those are kind of what taught Jedi, like, old, like, new missions and, like, new powers and stuff like that. It's like, I don't know, like, online courses, I guess is how you put it. <laughs> yeah, Jedi on uh, internet school. Yeah, yeah. So, I uh, mean, University of uh, Phoenix on Tatooine um, <laughs> is, is huge. It's huge school. But uh, that's how I feel like maybe they're going to have to go looking for holocrons across these Jedi temples in the galaxy. And that's where she's training along the way as well. Yeah, so possibly. I can see that. But, yeah, totally. Awesome. I love Star Wars news. We're a little farther away from 8 than I want to be. But, by God, we're getting there. And hopefully we'll have a title um, by the summer, maybe maybe they'll bring something to uh, San Diego Comic Con for us. Ooh, Who knows? That'd be nice. Yes, it would be awesome. Next up, and then in a galaxy far, far away, uh, but not long ago, is Guardians of the Galaxy V Volume Two. I keep want to uh-huh. say V Two, but it's Volume Two. And we got some news here. Sylvester <laughs> Stallone is in the movie. <laughs> I, I feel like this is um, this is turning into um, uh, the Expendables. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like now, here's the thing: is like, is he a cameo or is he in a bigger role? He did star in the movie Tango and Cash with uh, Kurt Russell uh, in the eighties. <laughs> uh, just to kind of throw that out there. That so, movie is ridiculous, by the way. I I missed Tango and Cash my entire upbringing, and I watched it for the first time maybe a year and a half ago, and it is hilariously awesome. It's like the perfect type of like eighties like buddy cop movie so i don't know that would be kind of funny to see him on screen together again yeah so uh he's he's got a script he's been reading a script but i mean i i don't imagine i imagine if he was part of the, he was walking out of a hotel if he was part of the movie he'd have a trailer uh on on the lot so i think i'm leaning more towards a cameo or a smaller role yeah, um, maybe maybe he's gonna be kind of like a nathan fillion type cameo where he's like the voice of an alien or something yeah yeah it could be the voice or like um you know like he's like some sort of I don't know, like there's a council of aliens or something and he's on it. I, I, who knows? I, I'm leaning towards Cameo, but that's really cool that, that Sylvester Sloan's giving in and joining, getting those Marvel monies, you know. <laughs> Gotta he's get getting, that Marvel money. He, yeah, he didn't win any Oscars last week, but by God, like he's, he's trying his <laughs> hardest. So, oh well. Let's talk about the other Marvel movie this year, the biggest Marvel movie, uh, as I sit here beside 11 pop vinyls based on this movie, <laughs> Captain America Civil War. Uh, yes. We, we, got, we missed we missed the the opportunity for a trailer, so this has got to be coming soon. Yes, uh, theoretically, we're a year away from the last tra- the last trailer for Age of Ultron came out uh-huh. a year ago. Um, so this week, so maybe we'll we'll cross our fingers, see what happens. Well, I, I was going to ask you specifically about this when we kind of got to this topic. Um, when we have had trailers before uh, during Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is kind of what we're theorizing and have been for the past couple weeks, have they announced it ahead of time? Like, did we know, like, the Monday beforehand that the trailer was going to be there? Because I feel like it's never been a surprise. Yeah, they usually announce, like, a week before, but the last time that happened, someone leaked it online, like, that same week they announced it mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, like there was so much anticipation. Um, so I think Marvel might be, if they do show it or release it, they'll release it during the day on Tuesday as a surprise and then we'll watch it and it'll, and it'll just air during the show as normal. Yeah. Or po- possibly I feel like maybe on Monday when the news cycle kind of kicks back up, maybe we'll see like catch the final trailer on the premiere of tonight's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, they want to get, they want to get it fresh. They want to start the week off. So, I, f- I feel like maybe we'll get some 
get some news on Monday. Yeah, we'll cross our fingers. Uh, hopefully this week. Really, really, really hoping before Daredevil lands and before um, uh, Batman v Superman uh, hits theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this week, uh, regarding Civil War, apparently Spider-Man in the movie doesn't waste time retelling his origin story. That's much good. like we've kind of assumed, and I'm mm-hmm. glad we've got confirmation on that. The, uh, the person who saw the movie went on to say, Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther is a major addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The actor yes. who plays him is Chadwick Boseman. So he looked great uh, on, on some images we saw I shared last week. And uh-huh. his pop vinyl looks pretty sick, I'm going to be honest. It's, I'm glad I got it. And lastly, uh, some Scarlet Witch concept art. There were several pieces landed this week, but I think this one's probably the most uh, accurate representation of what her new costume in the movie looks like. Uh-huh. Um, she's got her, uh, I, I think it's a corset, or her, her red leather jacket uh looks like she was torn right out of the comic books to be honest with you yeah she is she's very very close to that look no yeah. nothing no sort of headdress quite yet but i don't, I don't know if that'll ever come mm-hmm. they tend to avoid that if, if at all possible um so mm-hmm. so that that's really cool love civil war really excited for it honestly if any uh, comic book movie is going to be considered you know maybe oscar worthy i think this would be a good running for it um, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard to say. Um, I feel like they always lean pretty heavily on maybe the special effects nomination or like maybe like mm-hmm. a technical nomination. I don't know if it'll ever get best picture. Oh worthy, no, I, I don't think best picture. I think I think it's just something a little more maybe, um, or at least acknowledgement in those categories. I don't know if they've ever usually the up for for those other ones. But I, I'm yeah. looking forward to Civil War. So much, and the news that comes out of it just gives me more and more hope every day. Yeah, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that next week we'll have a segment where we're talking about maybe the first glimpse at uh, Spider-Man in that trailer. Ooh, uh, that would be that would be definitely interesting because we're not going to see Spider-Man in a movie Sony's making called Venom. Ugh. <laughs> so <laughs> I, this... te- I teed you up to segue into this topic, but yeah, I don't you know did. if I'm excited. Um, so Sony is moving forward with a Venom movie based on the Marvel character. That is not related to the Tom Holland Spider Man Marvel Universe. Um, their I, goal, I, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Their go goal ahead. is to make this into a their own little franchise of sorts. Ugh, is, man, is the report? What are, you, what are you doing, Sony? I mean, I guess you know that it's it's really it, it comes down to if you don't use it, you lose it. I guess, but I'm sure it's all built in with the Spider Man uh, rights, but. I'm almost 100% positive that they're going to shoot for a mature R-rated Venom just because they want to get on that Deadpool uh, hype Uh, because this is coming off right off the tail of that. We thought Venom was dead in the water. You know, Spider-Man's moving over to Marvel now. Uh, This is is why I said I didn't like the joint custody when this news broke last year because of crap like this. Well, so here's the thing. Uh, they've hired Dante Harper as a writer. I don't know this guy. I've never heard of him before in my life. But Avi, Avi Arad, and Matt Tolmack are the producers. And this is where the problem comes in. As long as Sony has Arad as a producer, like the ability to do things with Marvel properties, because uh-huh. you'll see his name on almost everything pre-Iron Man um, and almost every Spider-Man thing, this guy drove the superhero movies into the ground in the mid 2000s. Um, and he's the reason that we got Venom and Spider-Man three and kind of ruined that movie overall. Uh-huh. So I don't blame Sony so much as I blame this guy trying to flex his muscle. He was ahead of Pre- Marvel studios before Kevin Feige took over and kind of righted the ship. 
Man, so, I, I wish he wouldn't play with our beloved properties just to somehow uh, get back to Kevin Feige's level. Yeah, he he, he never will. Uh, he's done so many horrible things that I just think he, anything he touches is bad. And hopefully this, again, as, we, as you said, dies in the water before it really, really gets going anywhere. And maybe, you know, this could be something where Marvel's like, you know, look what popularity we brought Spider-Man and, and stuff like that. Maybe just leave Venom alone. We'll introduce him in our movie later on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll cross fingers. Hopefully something comes out of this. I'm not looking forward to Venom from Sony. I'm not looking to uh, Avi Arid touching anything ever again. Uh, if, if he could just disappear off the face of the earth, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, so. I mean, it's like, what's the what's the point of making this Venom movie? I mean, it reminds me a lot of, like you said, the earlier Marvel movies, where we're like, oh, we're just going to make a one-off movie, you know, where it can't touch any of this whole uh, universe of rich characters. We're just going to totally wall it off and try to grab some cash. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, the cool thing about Deadpool was Deadpool was able to, like, talk about the universe. Deadpool was able to interact with Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. You know, what's Venom going to be able to do? Like, if he's not going to be related to the Spider-Man universe at all, like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, it's just dumb. So, of of his last um, several movies, um, Eric has touched with Marvel properties, they were The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay. (laughs) The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah, those all sucked. <laughs> all right. He had he's listed as a producer on Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk simply because he helped founded Marvel Studios before those came along. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also before that was Fantastic Four, Spider Man Three, Ghost Rider, X Men: The Last Stand. Oh God! Fantastic Four again, Man Thing, Electra, Blade Trinity. I mean, the guy like he started off really good. He's got really good stuff, you know, with. Uh, Blade and the first X-Men and Blade 2 and Spider-Man, but, like, he just derailed so quickly mm-hmm. that, uh, any, like, he was just doing it to do it because, you know, that's what, you know, stupid people do, but whatever. I don't know. I really hope they don't move forward with this. I hope so, too. I, I feel like it's just wishful thinking. I feel like maybe they just put the news out there to see how it would uh, be received, and obviously no one's talking about it, nobody cares, so maybe they'll just ditch it. Yeah, yeah, cross fingers. It's not listed on his Wikipedia page yet, so hopefully it's just rumor and speculation and not real reports. So yeah, knock on wood. But out of that same report, we get some interesting news. The Men in Black with the crossover with Twenty One Jump Street is kind of moving forward. Oh, I don't care. This is going to be awesome. Uh, <laughs> like some some people might just be uh, writing this off, but I think this will be really fun. I've only heard good things out of this. A lot of people are like, okay, great. There's nothing really, nowhere else to go with 21 Jump Street except craziness. Mm-hmm. And Men in Black kind of needs to be brought back to the spotlight. I love the old ones. They don't need to reboot them again. Or not reboot them, but like, they don't need to continue that story uh, with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Um, but uh, they're moving forward with James Bobbin, who has actually directed uh, the last two Muppet movies, uh, which mm-hmm. are, you know, my personal favorites of mine. And he worked on the. Uh, Flight of the Concords TV show um, beforehand. So uh, that's interesting. The, the The downside to this guy, James Bobbin, is he is a director of the Alice Through the Looking Glass movie. So... Uh, he's got he's got to pay his mortgage uh, somehow. I think this yeah. crossover is just going to be ridiculous because it's, it's so unique. Like, this, you, this stuff usually doesn't happen. These are, like, two franchises that no one in a million years ever thought would cross... 
So uh-huh. I think it's going to be hilarious. I, I really just like the idea of uh, Channing Tatum uh, and um, Jonah uh, Hill. Jonah Hill, yeah, that's right. Uh, interacting with this alien type universe is going to be great. Yeah, totally. And again, this isn't like a oh, a Supergirl Flash crossover. Like, the, like those are both owned by the same publisher. Like this is like Men in Black. Yes, it's a comic book thing, and this when Jump Street was an old TV show that's now being brought back to life by by these actors and it's just like who who the hell was they just draw <laughs> names out of a hat and like all right we're gonna mix these two things up go yeah it sounds like a drunken idea and it sounds like it's gonna be really awesome so mm. uh go james bobbin you do your thing buddy uh instead let's talk about marvel's iron fist really excited for marvel's iron fist um mm-hmm. jessica jones daredevil awesome daredevil season two is a Less than two weeks, a week from this upcoming Friday. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have uh, Luke Cage that's filming. But then Iron Fist, we talked last week about being cast. The, the guy who's going to be cast this week, they are rumored to be casting Shang-Chi for the series. Uh, mm-hmm. Shang-Chi is a character based on Bruce Lee uh, for the comic books and actually has been a huge part of several series I read. So this is really exciting for me to hear that. Yeah, uh, it sounds like they're really building out this uh, kung fu aspect of the show. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the fighting. You know, since I was talking about uh, rewatching Daredevil last week and how I was really impressed, I forgot how good the choreography was for the fights because we really didn't get a lot of that in Jessica Jones. So I would only imagine it's just going to be even more intense with, um, you know, with Iron Fist. So yeah, I'm, I'm all on board for this. I I haven't had a bad thing to say about Iron Fist so far. So there was a big uh, uproar about you know Iron Fist. They like, oh you need to cast him as an Asian American. Well, that's not true. Uh-huh. In the comic books, he's always been a, a rich white, com- a rich white guy from a white family. Like he's always uh-huh. been that. And Shang Chi was the Asian counterpart to this. They fought themselves to a standstill. And my my stance on the issue is: don't cast Danny Rand as you know someone of a different um, you know background, like racial background. Have Shang Chi be involved in the the show, and I think he'd be either a great foil or an ally for for uh-huh. Iron Fist and. Really excited to see where that goes. I can't. I can't tell you how thrilled I am to hear that bit of news and kind of see where that goes. So, uh-huh. cross fingers. Hopefully, we'll get some official things um, after Daredevil season two launches. Maybe the maybe Danny Rand will pop up in there somewhere. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah. That'd be great. Wolverine three. We're, we're still working on that. Still getting uh-huh. towards it. One day closer. Lou Schreiber uh, is confirmed. He had talks about returning as Wolverine. He was Wolverine in uh, the first X Men or first I think you, Wolverine. I think, you mean Sa- I think you mean Sabretooth. <laughs> Did I say it's Wolverine? Yeah, yeah. Sabretooth. Sorry, Sabretooth from X Men Origins. Wolverine, mm-hmm. the guy who played him, is, has had talks about returning as that same character for Wolverine three. Whether that goes anywhere or not has yet to be remain like remains to be seen. But I think that would be a great idea. Uh, in Origins, X Men Origins, Wolverine. I did not hate Sabretooth. I have to be honest. I actually like the guy yeah. who played. Don't him. worry. There's plenty of other things you can hate in that movie. Definitely, <laughs> he's he is not the worst thing in that movie by far. And if Deadpool can get a redemption movie, and Gambit <laughs> will eventually get his redemption movie, maybe Sabretooth can make his redemption in a Wolverine movie. Yeah, I think it makes sense. If this is going to be uh, Hugh Jackman's last outing as Wolverine, you kind of got to. It's kind of like the the uh, the season finale almost. You know, you got to bring back all of the old characters so they can kind of uh, tie it up in a nice bow. Uh, maybe Wolverine will finally kill him. Yeah, maybe, or maybe they they work together. I don't know. Either whatever happens, 
I hope this comes true, and if not, I'll not be sad. I think they're going in. They're working really hard on this, and I think it's not going to be something we're going to be disappointed with. Uh-huh. Uh, much like Suicide Squad from DC coming out later this year. Uh-huh. Uh, we have some news that the sequel is already in the works at Warner Brothers. Man, that's uh, they, they must have a lot of faith in it. That they do. I couldn't tell you... Uh, I mean, why or, or what? But, like, they're just working their way, like, trying to get more of these out of there, you know? Um, I think I heard David Ayer, the director, and Will Smith are the two kind of who are pushing this charge for mm-hmm. the for the sequel. Um, but, again, this is one of those situations where movie slates that are announced, like, five years in advance really aren't that sturdy. Like, they can yeah. change it's, them it's, and add things and move yeah, things around if they need be. It's, yeah, it's definitely not set in stone. And when it comes to, like, DC... Uh, you know, there's there's people out there that uh, are still waiting to see if DC can prove itself. And when they do things like uh, announcing all of these things ahead of time before we even get to see it, you, it, it makes you start it makes you start to wonder more than get excited. You know, because obviously you can say, oh, well, Marvel does the same thing. Like, oh yes, this is very very true. But we had a whole phase of Marvel movies before they had like announcements of all of these dates. Um, so Warner Brothers kind of has to play catch up, you know, they have to announce all these dates too, so they can kind of compete, you know, it's almost like a two sides of the aisle in like Washington or something like that. They need to kind of like set their, set their mark in stone before anybody comes and uh, steals it. So, I mean, it makes sense, you know, if, if you think it's going to be good, uh, throw that date out there before another uh, Marvel movie or another comic book movie snatches your weekend. Yeah, I think I think that's something like they need to kind of maybe put it on the radar. But we're still how many months? Like six months out, uh, five months out from the the first movie coming out. So I don't know. Maybe they're working on that post credit stinger for us, and, and like kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy did. Like nobody knew it was getting a sequel until that popped up on screen the day of. So uh-huh. that'd be pretty cool too. I, I mean, but it's again, it's Guardians of the Galaxy that they're pulling from. Either way. I don't care. Suicide Squad, let's see it. I'm ready for it. Uh, it'll be our third DC Cinematic Universe movie, followed very much by this month's Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Yeah, I bought my uh, tickets last week. Um, I'm ready you, to go. I'm ready to see this on Thursday. So you didn't buy the, the super ticket, did you? <laughs> no, I, I don't think I'm going to envision myself seeing this ten times. Um, so I, just one ticket will do for now. <laughs> yes, so um, Dawn... Superman, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, coming out this month, March 25th. Uh, Twitter emojis for Batman v Superman are now there. For Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Lex Luthor, I believe is the other one. Yeah, I, I don't, think like Lex Corp or something has like a logo. Yeah, there. I don't. was there an Aquaman one? I can't remember. I think there was five. Uh, but uh, either way, apparently Twitter emojis are a thing. Um, oh, they yeah. most definitely are a thing, and it's always fun when you never know when you actually uh, when they're announced or not. Because sometimes I'll be uh, hashtagging our Twitter updates for our episode, and it's like, oh, cool, there's a Batman uh, emoji right there. Ah, the other one is who will win? Hashtag who will win? And it's the Superman in the Batman logo, mm-hmm. uh, not Aquaman. So the thing is, once they announce these new Twitter emojis, the other ones go away. Like none of the Captain America Civil War ones exist. If you go back and look, uh, it's like so, a struggle. It's a struggle between studios. Who who will win? Who will win uh, this uh, beginning? Uh, well, I mean, movies? it's not just that. I mean, there there are other examples, but like 
why doesn't Twitter keep the emojis like permanently? Like, is that they, is that a problem? Um, they could probably just charge more. <laughs> like, it's just I don't know. It's just really stupid that they take them away and then add new ones. I, I, I. It's fun to use them the first day they come out, but after that, I don't care anymore. <laughs> so, um, those are the thing. Uh, Wonder Woman's job description uh, for uh-huh. her persona has been announced. Uh, Diana Prince is a mysterious antiques dealer. All right, I guess that's what probably gets her invited to uh, probably the Wayne Manor because she's a prestigious uh, socialite with uh, nice artifacts to decorate the mansion. <laughs> well, to 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 be fair, it's not the Wayne Manor. They hardly use that in the sh- the movie, apparently. Um, but like a a a gala of sorts, I guess. Uh-huh. I think it's a Lex. I think it's a Lex Luthor gala. Um, but yeah, so she's an antique dealer. Probably think she's dealt with in her lifetime. Maybe they're relics of ancient power kind of like odin's throne or odin's weapon room where like he kept keeps all those like powerful weapons and stuff like that Mm -hmm. maybe she's doing that as well and like when she gets these powerful relics she just kind of hides them away but i mean it makes sense if she's been around for decades you know she uh she's probably uh, remembers these antiques really really well (laughs) dozens of years she's been around dozens (laughs) literally dozens uh ben affleck also claims to not have made not have changed a single word of dialogue in the entire movie he rewrote the script but mostly action and keeping the dialogue the same as what he claimed oh all right well he still uh, looks like he's still got his hand in there so that's kind of what we were hoping for yeah bonus that's cool he likes the dialogue that's that's i guess that's a good praise from ben affleck you know mm-hmm. since he's saying it um the flash appears during the batman nightmare so this this is starting to get me a little worried uh, because this is not how he makes his appearance in the Justice League. Yeah, he just he's he's going to show up more than once is what they were trying to say. It's just we've we've seen a lot of imagery from this quote unquote nightmare so far. Uh, it's because it's been popping up in the numerous trailers that we've had, and uh, like visions, uh, dreams, nightmares have always. 100% been hit or miss with me, whether it's in a TV show or whether it's in a movie. So I'm like, how much of this movie is going to be a dream? How much is going to run on this uh, this uh, nightmare? Because I feel like it's always just a way for someone creating a piece of entertainment on screen to just like mess around with stuff and not have to worry about like messing with the con- continuity or the plot. Um, like there was like a, there's like quote unquote visions in like this new seasons of in house of cards that weren't really necessary. didn't really make sense. So as, as long as they say light on this nightmare and dream, they seem to be leaning pretty heavily on this. I mean, well, flashes I mean, in it now. We've got these crazy bugs in it. We got desert storm Batman. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, you can see age of Ultron kind of fell apart with that as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it, it can be either way. I think this is. If you want to introduce, like, your Justice League characters and not, like, oh, they just show up at the end of the movie kind of thing, like, that's a good way to show that they've kind of established a future. I don't know. I'm leaning either way. I'm the same as you. Time jumps and nightmares are the worst, like, two things. They can be the worst two things in movies. The Fantastic Four fell apart with the time jump. Uh, so yeah, but we'll, it, d- it does so make me think that this this nightmare must be induced in some way. Because, I mean, like, if Batman's never met the Flash, how is he having nightmares about the Flash, you know? So maybe he comes across some, some sort of uh, maybe magical thing. I don't know. Maybe he gets caught up in the lasso of truth, and he has like a nightmare or something. That, that, like- that was my that was my theory. Is the lasso of truth has more than just like it doesn't make you tell the truth. It has different 
of powers that we've not seen yet. Yeah, so so maybe this is like an induced thing, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see for the movie. I got my ticket. I'm ready to go. I need to buy mine. I will. I will do that eventually. Got to get through these comic cons first. Uh-huh. Um, fun, disappointing fact, I guess for me is Green Lantern won't show up until Justice League two or later, so don't expect to see him anytime soon as well. No. Okay. That's fine. They want to kind of work on that a little bit. That's fine. I'll give them. They don't need to rush Green Lantern. Um, however, we still may see Hal Jordan. We just may not see Green Lanterns. Uh-huh. So, knock on wood, we'll see what happens there. Lastly, Jenna Malone. Uh, you might remember her from such things as The Hunger Games, and I believe she was in she was in Sucker Punch. She was like the lead girl, like not the main actress, but like the lead girl, the the girls in the Sucker Punch, uh, like movie did you, you watch sucker punch right you like no that? i've never i haven't seen oh, it okay I never mind I didn't. <laughs> okay she was that uh she apparently has been cut from the film's theatrical release uh-huh. as have a bunch of other people but a lot of people were speculating she was either batgirl or barbara gordon uh-huh. um or robin of, of sorts but she'll play a big part in the r-rated cut and, and that's why uh she was been cut because of that all right, I guess there must be some extra blood or swearing in her in so, her scenes. <laughs> that's that's the thing I want to talk about as well. The already cut they talked to Zack Snyder and Ben Affleck kind of talked about that later this week. Is that there's not a lot of blood in the movie. The the R ratings factor from how intense scenes are and how long that intensity lasts. Uh huh. There's not a lot of blood in the movie, but they say like they had to reduce the intensity of some scenes to pre- to reduce that the rating. So, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> it's just, I mean, the the rating system's beyond all, all fucked up anyway. Yeah, but that's like, true. it's because of the violence and like the intensity of things rather than blood. So this isn't a Deadpool R rated kind of movie. I think I think it's gonna be a different R rating. <coughs> so uh, we'll see. I don't know. We'll have to wait till it comes out at home. And uh, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll reserving all judgments. Um, we do not hate DC. We want. Batman and DC that do extremely well. Yeah, I think There's we just this... we just have to be really critical of them. I I won't. I don't want them to, to settle for mediocrity. Uh, exactly. I think Man of Steel was a settle for mediocrity because they had to be like, well, we we did Green Lantern and that didn't do very well. Uh, and Batman, uh, the the third Nolan Batman movie, The Dark Knight Rises, kind of a mediocre film as well. Mm-hmm. So I think I think they've had a they had a really good. Dark Knight, and then it's kind of been like eh, a little waning. Now they gotta pick it back up again. Yeah, so it's a huge deal. We, we say it. Every, we're, we're we say it every. Board. We say it every episode. They got a lot riding on this. Uh, they have to play catch up to Marvel. They're constantly getting compared to Marvel. Uh, so I think they have to play catch up to themselves. To be yeah, honest, like they, just, they, they've got to beat themselves. I hope they can. I I sincerely hope they can pull it off because they're the only studio out there that has complete utter control over every single DC property. They have to be able to do it. Yeah. So we'll see. In the meantime, we will get some more DC TV series. And we talked about this last week. Powerless, the Uh show, um, takes place in what we found out is called Charm City. Okay. Uh, Again, DC does not use real locale names. Um, This Uh is something to point off. Um, I think in uh, DC, I think this is maybe like a baltimore style area maybe Uh um since the nickname for baltimore is charm city um and the justice league member who appears in the show is crimson fox all right she's not very uh not well known um her she had a very short stint as a um a justice league member um and she was originally appeared as justice league europe like that was like where she became you know 
I guess, part of it. And uh-huh. she's uh, also um, been in Justice League Unlimited, the TV series, if, if people are familiar with that. So um, that's we're not we're not gonna get you know Batman or Superman or, or Wonder Woman in yeah I think we're all expecting that <laughs> but uh, Crimson Fox will will take place at least in the pilot we might get more I don't know Powerless I th- I believe they're shooting for a fall um, maybe pilot and pickup uh, so hopefully we'll see something maybe a pilot over the summer in the series this fall yeah. uh, on, on I think CBS maybe in in NBC something. We'll find. Yeah, we'll it figure was, it out. I think it, I think it was NBC. Yeah, we'll figure it out. CBS has Supergirl, so we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Uh, we'll we'll keep you updated. I'm I'm really excited. I mean, we talked about the cast last week. Alan Tudyk, um, Danny. We uh, say how do you pronounce the last name? Pudi. 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 Uh, yeah. So see those guys on there. It's gonna be great. Looking forward to this. Let's see what they can make with it. Woo! Another TV show coming on on the horizon is Red Sonja. Uh, this is interesting because this used to be a Marvel property. There is a movie in 1984, I believe, um, called Red Sonja. It had Bridget Nielsen. Is it 1985? Um, had Bridget Nielsen as the character Red Sonja, based on the comic book character, and Arnold Schwarzenegger as Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> um, it kind of was in that big, like, I guess maybe he's not Conan, like the Barbarian. Like it, he's it's in that Conan era of movies uh-huh. for Arnold. So he just was essentially playing that. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Lord Kalidor, and um, it's really funny. I own this movie because it was a Marvel. To me, it's a Marvel property. It started off. <laughs> you as had a Marvel to. Property. You had to get that completion uh, stamp yeah. of approval. Exactly, and uh, Bridget Nielsen, I believe they um, voiced over her entire audio track, and um, and and like they didn't use her actual voice at all because of the her like, her her. Uh, what sort of like dialect or, or uh, accent accent yeah <laughs> it, sorry I, I, i'm having trouble because i'm trying to think back it's been a long time since i've uh uh seen red sonya um and i don't know if it was red sonya maybe it was crawl the conquer one of the two um but i don't know it's been a long time don't watch re- old red sonya but the news is brian singer of x-men fame is rumored to be developing a Red Sonja TV series, and I believe it's for HBO or one of those uh, online networks, not a standard channel. Uh-huh. And it's going to be kind of like a Conan the Barbarian type thing. Um, because Conan the Barbarian and Red Sonja in the comics uh, cross over quite a bit. And they, uh-huh. they kind of look the same, they, they feel the same. And right now, I think her publisher is Dynamite. Yeah, I mean, it looks like, th- I, I guess um, maybe they're going to kind of capitalize on some of this like fantasy uh game of thrones type of world uh probably uh with a little bit more heavy on the on the on the battle and the magic and stuff like that you know very uh, warrior themed show yeah yeah and and again uh, dynamite publisher focuses a lot on things based on like movies and tv mm-hmm. shows so like if you see a uh, terminator or robocop or tarzan or xena comic book those come mm. from Dynamite, and that's where Red Sonja currently lives. And, um, and the fact that she shares like the universe kind of with Conan the Barbarian, and that's I could be horribly wrong on that now. It's been a long time since anyone's cared about Red Sonja, to, to be honest. <laughs> um, yes, I, I, I assume most people uh, listening are just like, who? Yeah, uh, just, I don't know, we'll see. Maybe, I think Brian Singer, is. It's, I'm glad he's getting involved in a TV series that's mm. not the X-Men TV series, since those are two of those, and we'll just have to see where this comes out at, if the rumor comes true, and and what they kind of do with it. So maybe maybe it'll 
maybe it'll come to fruition like our next topic the dark tower are you familiar with this I am somewhat familiar. I believe this is a Stephen King book. Yes, it, this is essentially what he calls the Dark Tower series of books, or what he calls like his grand works. Like this is his magnum opus, I believe is the correct phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very proud of it. So they have officially cast Idris Elba as the gunslinger, and the gunslinger is the main character in the books slash comic books. Marvel did comics for these several years ago, um, and those were actually written by. Um, I believe they were uh, the guy who Robert Kirkman who does the Walking Dead. I could be uh-huh. wrong, but I was looking that up earlier, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that he he did those. Uh, the Gunslinger. Um, I I've not read these to be honest. I've not read the Dark Tower. I just kind of follow up on stuff. Um, but Idris Elba has been a big like proponent in getting this done. Everyone wants him for everything, you know. Like hey, he should be James Bond. Hey, he should be this. He should be that. Whatever. We'll see how that works out. But so they're. Uh, Moving forward with him as the gunslinger, and Matthew McConaughey as the man in black. Yeah, I mean, I really can't speak intelligently about this. All I know is there are people out there that are in love with this story. Um, we've been hearing about it for a long time. I've heard people like in questionnaire-type situations like, oh, what do you want to see turned into a movie or TV show that hasn't yet? You know, the Dark Tower always pops up. So I know there's a lot of passionate people out there about this. Uh, I just hope they do it justice because it sounds like some people are really waiting to see if it's going to be good or bad. Yes. So Stephen King's going to give it his blessing, and that's usually a rare sign sometimes because uh, he didn't like the Shining version of, of the movie that they did on his story. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. If this can draw me in, maybe I'll pick up the books and read them. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if not, like, I mean, I might anyway, just to kind of get some history on this, but it's interesting and it's finally getting off the ground. Big project. A lot of people looking forward to it, like you said. Which brings us to our next topic, which is more nails in a coffin for a project at Long Works, Sandman. Mm-hmm. The, the the series. Did you ever read the Sandman comic books? Um, I finally got the first trade uh, uh, at the holidays for my brother. Um, looking Prelude at, I'm and actually Nocturnes. Look- I'm actually looking at it uh, right now. I haven't gotten around to reading it yet. It's like literally in a big stack of uh, books that we got for the holidays. So I need to get around to it, but it, it, it looks it, like maybe I won't have to worry about a certain actor being in the movie. So this is um, the first volume is called Prelude to Nocturnes, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, if, if you have the book in front of you. I don't remember. Anyway, I love the intro of the same man. Like I could reread the se- first couple books trades over and over again. Amazing. But this week, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has exited the Sandman project when we kind of all thought it was the closest it was going to be to becoming a reality. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is kind of DC's fault. <laughs> uh, Sandman is printed under DC's Vertigo imprint, mm-hmm. um, and which is kind of like a more, I guess, a darker, like an R-rated comic line is what mm-hmm. I would explain it. And Vertigo is now in the hands of New Line Cinemas instead of Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Even though it's still a, technically a DC property, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the people, the producers at New Line, kind of didn't see eye to eye about the film, so he exited the project as New Line has announced uh, Eric Heiserer to write the script. I don't know who this guy is either. Uh, so they're still wanting to move it, but my my the the report is New Line wants to make it a trilogy, and I don't think uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt wanted to make it a trilogy. Yeah, he doesn't seem like the type of guy that wants to get wrapped up in anything. You know, he he kind of goes to projects that he's uh, really in 
interested in. So he doesn't seem like the type of guy that wants to get tied down for a couple of years. So I could yeah. kind of see why he might do that. And, and New Line, since, like to me, I feel like they probably had more of their idea of what, like, we don't want to spend as much money or we don't want to do things your way. Let's do it our way. And he's like, no, that's okay. I think, I think I'll leave before we get too far in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're writing the script for Sandman. So maybe we'll see it. I don't know. But I, I is this going to be something that might be another five, ten years on the horizon before we get anything out of it? Yeah, I'm going to have to dive into that story because it sounds really, really good. Very awesome. Uh, also, we have our first look at the new Power Rangers movie <laughs> coming out. Yeah, this was uh, this was interesting. <laughs> so I, uh, the first picture of our five Power Rangers I found online, sent it to Mike. And uh, how is it you described them looking like? Um, I'm surprised that you found this online because it looks like it is inside of a magazine for an ad for American Eagle. Like this looks, this just looks like it's trying to sell me uh, clothes. It does. These are the most generic looking actors I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, I can't tell them apart now, but maybe whenever they have on their Power Rangers suit, I'll be able to like, oh, the Asian guy's the yellow one, right? Or, or <laughs> however they want to do it this time around. Um, so I, the, the only thing I can think of the girl in the very front that you can take a look at with her, like, you know, high top sneakers looks like a modern version of Jubilee from the X-Men. Uh-huh. And that's about all I get from this. Nothing else really stands out. So I'm really kind of disappointed in this first image. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just more of a, um, an idea of putting this out there. Like, oh, these are going to be our first um, our first new Power Rangers. Just, like, maybe try to give them a little bit of character. <laughs> give them something to them than just, like, posing for a magazine. Nobody cares about what they look like as people. Everybody only wants to see them in their outfits. Yeah, exactly. show us their outfits. Like, yes, you kicked off production. You're filming. You want to show us these people. Maybe you want us to care about them. I don't. Nobody else does. We. I don't know what's going on. Give me their outfits. Let's see what color they are. Yeah, That's exactly. what I'm saying. And their Zords. Got to see their Zords, man. Yeah. Give give us something we, we care about. Because honestly, I, I know the Power Rangers franchise has been going on for years. And we honestly stopped caring about it a long, long time ago. You know, we were at the age where we liked the original. We liked the OG Power Rangers before That's they started right. going all these crazy branches. And I'm not going to judge them because the show is very rudimentary. It's meant for young kids because it's so repetitive. It's nothing. It's not a holy grail type of franchise. This movie is only being made purely on the nostalgia factor. That's how they're going to sell tickets to it, you know. So uh, give us something more badass. Give us something that 20-somethings will be interested in looking at. Let me spin a little bit. Let me give you the synopsis for the film that was also released with this this photo. Uh, Maybe maybe this will help. Maybe you can sell me. So Saban's Power Rangers follows five ordinary-looking, I'm adding that word in there, (laughs) high school kids who must become something extraordinary when they learn that their small town of Angel Grove and the world is on the verge of being obliterated by an alien threat. Oh, no. Right? Chosen by destiny, our heroes quickly discover that they're the only ones who can save the planet. But to do so, they will have to overcome their real-life issues... And band together as Power Rangers before it's too late. Oh man, <laughs> I, I'm I'm more curious how they're gonna bring this into like the the new the new century. How they're gonna separate themselves from kind of the very childish adaptations of the of the show. Uh, I, I really dug the Power Rangers movie because I was like the perfect age when it came out. It sounds like this is gonna be something kind of totally different. It doesn't look like, or from what I hear, this isn't built on any TV show that's currently running or airing. So, eh, I'm I'm curious. 
I definitely don't want this to just like die and never get made. Uh, like, because I, I, I'm not precious to the Power Rangers. I mean, so. they, they are. I mean, they're filming already. The production's kicked off, so I don't mm. think it's gonna die. Yeah, there's uh, nothing. There's nothing I can say. Yes, and I, I'm not worried about that. But what's what the the only thing I want to add before we we get off of this is the original Power Rangers. To me, I found out later, is uh, Haim Saban bought the show, the Japanese Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and took the footage of them fighting the monsters and created scripts around that. Yeah, that, so they that's wrote the clever. show around the action scenes and then put the Japanese action scenes over, like in the middle of that show. So they actually never got in the costumes except when they were like in the base with Zordon with their helmets off. All the action scenes were taken from the Japanese shows in the in the first several seasons. Very, it's, very clever. That is like that's genius at the time. Like this genius. Like that is. How can I repurpose something for for American kids? And it worked mm-hmm. great. And that's kind of why it's got that Godzilla vibe to it, like the yeah. Godzilla vibe. And it works great. But like now they got to create their own stuff. So let's kind of see. Let's see what they can do. We'll cross our fingers. Just give us some good Zords and no Alpha Five. Yeah, my I think my best strategy for them is come out with like the most badass trailer just like full of action no uh, high school drama i just want to see killer power ranger suits and just like fighting like badasses and maybe it'll make me excited well it's, it's gonna be like the ghostbusters trailer like 20 years ago the <laughs> power rangers saved the city before yeah. it was too late and then they just play the piano version of the theme song do, do, over do, 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 do. it. I don't even know. If that would be funny. It, I I smell I smell some work on our part coming up here. So, <laughs> so we'll do that. All right. Let's shift gears. Assassin's Creed. Something we talk about occasionally. Yes. Video game movie. This. The New York Post has it set as being a potential Oscar winner next year. What? Yes. What? Who? Who at the Post... I mean, okay, sure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I think maybe they saw Michael Fassbender and just thought, hey, this is going to be, this is a unique movie that's never been made before and he's going to sell it without realizing it's a video game movie before I mean, they got there. I mean, what do they know that we don't know? <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Very, very interesting uh, bit of revelation that was, that's new. That's like, that was news to me uh, today. Um, I mean, I think this. I think the story overall is good. I think um, if you just kind of took that and let a writer run with it and kind of distance themselves from the lore of the game, I think it could work out well. I, I I didn't really play much of these games, but I did play a little bit of the first one to kind of get an idea of the story. I like the science fiction aspect of it and like the ancient fighting. I mean, who doesn't like like assassins and ninjas and stuff like that? So. Uh, Oscar, I know, but uh, we'll see. Yes, uh, on that bit of news, New Line, uh, who is also making Assassin's Creed, other than the same man, is reportedly mm-hmm. working on the sequel already. Everybody's working on sequels already. <laughs> uh, I think I think Assassin's Creed does deserve itself to a a at least a two movie franchise. If Tomb Raider can get two movies, by God, Assassin's Creed can get two movies. Okay, yeah, I I think nothing. I don't think anything. G- any adaptation gets a movie without at least the idea of a trilogy. I doubt you could walk into any studio right now and pitch them an idea that exists, and they're like, "Well, how do we get three movies out of it?" You know, it's not yeah. worth it just doing one and done. You know, we're not studios don't do one and done anymore. Well, I'll tell you what, we're the next topic is actually going to contradict that claim. I think, uh, but 
I would like to see Assassin's Creed sequel, mostly because I think the game stories are very cinematic for the first few, and uh-huh. they the 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 cliffhanger ender of the first one definitely gives itself credence to the sequel. So I think I think a sequel is a smart idea. Maybe we'll see if they win an Oscar winner, win an Oscar next year. Do you think a video game movie could ever win an Oscar, Mike? Uh, <laughs> that that's a no. I don't, you don't have to I, say no. Yeah. <laughs> that's a no. We we get it. Like that's it's a long shot. That's a long shot, man. So oh well. Speaking of things that aren't one and done, Big Hero 6 is not getting a sequel movie. It is getting a sequel TV series? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so, Big Hero 6 is returning as a TV show on Disney XD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we... Um, kind of unexpected, popped, really. When this popped up, we kind of both had the same idea at the same time, where we were just like, oh, this is kind of like what they did with uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Yes. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon had a great movie, and then I think it had... A TV series that's still on. I think it's like Dragon Riders or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a, it's like a Netflix original or something. But like it also, but they also released a second movie in there too. So mm. it's hard to say. Like, is this take a Big Hero Six sequel off the table, or is it just something no, they want to do in the meantime? I feel like it's it's something that they might do in the meantime. Um, I I thought Big Hero Six would be a really really cool way to kind of build like an animated uh, Marvel universe. We talked about this a little bit when the movie came out. Um, I really like that idea of kind of expanding on like what heroes in comic books would just never work in live action and let's put them in the Big Hero 6 universe. I still kind of hope that happens, you know. Maybe the TV show will do it for us. Uh, but, I mean, uh, it's, it sounds like it's pretty easy taking these kind of models that have already been made for a movie and kind of just like clicking and dragging them over to like a TV environment instead of a movie environment. So maybe just production wise, you know, the finances just work out. Yeah. So, um, big Hero six was a big success for Disney and Marvel and is great all around. My, my, my fiance loves it. One of her first pop vinyls she ever bought was Baymax, uh, not in the armor. Um, so it's just funny, like you know, this Big Hero Six TV series is now coming out in 2017 takes place immediately after the events of the film leading credits to your, um, resource kind of idea like uh-huh. they don't have to make new ones this is right after the movie ended so let's just take them from that last frame and cut co- copy and paste them over uh-huh. um the film directors last year over a year ago said that the sequel was possible but it's too soon to make that decision so i i don't know it's, it's just hard to to see maybe this is smarter because disney needs some new tv shows um but i i i would like to see a sequel I, i'm on. still i'm still holding out hope yeah, I would like to see a sequel uh, later on and follow the How to Train Your Dragon franchise because they did announce a third How to Train Your Dragon um, movie for 2018. Uh, we just haven't seen it yet. Uh, while also giving off short films such as, you know, Girl of the Night Fury or Gift of the Night Fury, Dawn of the Dragon Racers, and DreamWorks Dragons, which uh, is a is on Cartoon Network. So, I don't know. We'll see. I like to bring Hero 6. Let's see some more of it. Uh, what we're going to see more of this week is Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3. Mm-hmm. Really excited for this. Um, it returns Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Uh, we're going to get into the Secret Warrior story arc. We're going to introduce to the um, quote the Inhuman uh, in, in the TV series Yo-Yo, but in the comic book she's just a person with powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really fast person. Um, she can run really, really fast, but always returns back to the spot she started. That's why her name's Yo-Yo. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's it's interesting, like downside to just being really fast. Yeah. Like you have to to start 
they're balancing they're balancing her powers i think that's going to be kind of cool uh we've noticed that with the flash that it's re- it's really effective you can on a tv budget you can show the superpower of of speed effectively and really easily and it works really really well so uh, i think that'll work well in agents of shield I do, but the biggest news for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week is they've already renewed it for Season 4 before the, the majority of the Season 2 episodes, or Season 3 episodes, have aired. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't that surprised, honestly, uh, mainly just because the show's kind of been warming up to me. I'm looking forward to the show returning. But it seems like that uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be kind of like the main uh, root of this uh, TV tree. It sounds like it's going to be around for a long time. I imagine this show easily getting like, you know, eight eight seasons, you know. I feel like the cast will probably get uh, mixed up. You know, uh, Ward's kind of been in and out of the show as a villain, kind of dying, kind of coming back to life. I feel like maybe Ward's character might leave the show eventually. And so I I feel like over the years we're going to get a a mix-up in the cast. Yeah, I I definitely think so. And adding the Secret Warriors this season is going to be huge, adding a bunch of Mm -hmm. people with powers. Um, well, the only reason I say it's surprising is most uh, upfronts, the renewals, happen in May at, the, at uh-huh. the end of the season. ABC has a brand new uh, director, I guess president, and this was like she renewed 15 shows right now for next <laughs> year. Like that was her first order of business, and S.H.I.E.L.D. was one of them. That's great. Awesome. That means we'll have S.H.I.E.L.D. We will have damage control eventually. We will have Marvel's Most Wanted probably sooner than that uh, coming uh-huh. forward. And that's really exciting. Imagine a week. Every Tuesday night is a new Marvel show every a year round. Like that would be just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like that's my dream. So really excited for Agents of Shield season three. That brings us to our last bit of news: Agent Carter season two recap. Yep, it, it wrapped up last week, which is why we're getting uh, Agents of Shield coming up on Tuesday. Um, it, it was a show that I guess did not get uh, renewed necessarily with that big sweeping uh, announcement. <laughs> so it, I w- it, it did. It did not get tanked theoretically. So we don't really know. <laughs> well, see, that's where I was going to say for last. Right now, the, an inside source says that it is pretty much guaranteed a season three renewal. However, they're waiting to announce it later on. It's not one of yeah. the 15 announcements. Yeah, uh, and I believe what um, Haley Atwell said that she or somebody said that there's a good chance that she could easily do this and that yeah, other show a- she was out for. ABC said that she could do both of her shows because they're both on ABC and they would make it work. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not a done deal yet, but an inside source as of today said, yeah, it's pretty much going to be renewed. And that's great because it got great reviews this season. I really love season three. If we want to do a recap now, yeah, let, let's spoiler, talk about spoiler we, warning. Spoiler warning. Yeah, we kind of uh, we've kind of been avoiding talking about TV shows in general most of the time because we kind of wait for them to wrap up because there's always so much going on and we never know uh, who's listening and how far they are. So we don't want to alienate anybody. So yeah, so this season was uh, two extra episodes, uh, ten long, ten. Uh, as opposed to eight from last season. So how did how did you feel about it? So um, I honestly like the eight-episode format better uh-huh. simply because we have three nights during this like month-and-a-half period where you had to double up on Agent Carter. Uh-huh. And I love Agent Carter. I love this show. The, season two is even better. I think it, it kind of elevated it to a new level. Um, but... I can't, like, watching two hours of it is really dragging me out to my extent of any TV show. Not just uh-huh. Agent Carter. Like, you say, sit down and watch two hours of The Flash. I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. Um, so, those were, those. I think those were missteps. But at the same time, it got a little, like, darker in, in some of the context. And, like, there's a lot of character development. 
uh, in this one, especially with uh, Agent Carter, um, you know, having potential love interests. Uh, uh-huh. Agent Sousa, you know, being engaged and then not being engaged. Um, Jarvis and his wife, really, really interesting uh, to meet his wife in this, this season as well. Yeah, that was kind of one of my more favorite parts. Uh, we talked about this last season. Jarvis really is, he might be my favorite character in the whole show. I mean, mm-hmm. Haley Atwell does an amazing job as Carter, but Jarvis is just so fun. You know, he's just a, he's just a butler that's kind of on the lookout for adventure. And I, lo- and I love how we bring in his wife and we never really get that cliche moment of like jealousy where oh we think that his wife is going to be jealous of uh peggy you know i don't want this woman around my man all the time like we didn't have to deal with any of that cattiness you know we just got we never even had the touch on it which was really really good uh it was it was nice just seeing like jarvis he just wants to be something more than what he is and i i really like that story Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark is a show stealer as well. Uh, oh he's, yeah, he's only in like the, I think the first and the last episode, but like his appearance in the last episode when Jarvis drives the car straight into the villain, and he's just like, uh, "Did we just hit a you know a, a beautiful blonde with my car?" And he's like, "Yes, yes, we did." Uh, just love Howard Stark anytime he shows up, mm-hmm. and we got to see the flying car, the second version of the flying car, and and it worked in this season. Dark Matter made an appearance. Um, Whitney Frost was an early version of Madame Mask. I love seeing Dottie Underwood from season one come back as a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, even uh, Red Foreman, uh, technically not his name <laughs> in the show, uh, come in and, and be kind of the, the villain. But what I really, really love is the pin from the, the has the old Hydra symbol from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was very apparent in the first episode of this season. Mm-hmm. And showing that Hydra's working in the background of this show just as much as they are in S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and that was really great connection between the two without saying, oh my gosh, this is a connection between the two, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really liked it. Uh, the effects were really cool. Um, sometimes, uh, other times they were not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's kind of... Um, the two kind of gripes I had with the show, uh, overall, it was it was a good experience. Uh, but I think uh, it kind of goes to show you when you're when you're stretched. I felt like the show was stretched, basically, is what I want to say. From that eight mm-hmm. episodes to ten episodes, uh, I felt like there was a lot of a uh, back and forth between like, oh, uh, have we caught Whitney Frost yet? No, she got away. Oh, let's. I felt like there was one, maybe one too many episodes of just like, oh, we almost got her, but then she got away. Like it was like that cat and mouse game that I was kind of getting and tired of um like they would they were like literally they would literally be in like the same property or compound uh, as her and then she would still get away they'd find a way to to get out of there uh so i felt like maybe if we didn't have to stretch it to 10 episodes maybe that could have been uh, resolved a little bit quicker uh and then as you said the special effects some of them did get a a little weird uh the 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 spraying that like anti-invisibility mist on, on that scientist was like really kind of like cheesy I'd, you know but I kind of got over it just because I'm kind of used to the the cheesiness in these superhero TV shows um and, and the, the time era like the set, set in the 50s 40s 50s yeah. like it, it you kind of like suspended a little bit yeah but there are some and points that, where it's just unforgivable yeah and like that um that sonic blasting device 
mm-hmm. was just a repurposed like air blower. Like they use them to like blow up bouncy castles and stuff. And I see those all the time out here on the weekends, like in people's front yards and stuff. Like they just took one of it and without even like disassembling it to kind of change the overall profile of it, they just spray painted it and they just glued some stuff onto it. So I, I just couldn't forgive them for that. But I understand that when you're trying to make a period piece, you know, a lot of your money goes into the wardrobe and set dressing and stuff like that. So there was kind of a give and take there. Um, This season really heavily relied on science fiction a lot more than the first season did, which was kind of good and bad. I kind of like this mysterious uh, thing that you couldn't really explain, kind of pulling the characters along. But at the same time, some of the science just seemed kind of uh, brushed by. Like, oh, how how are we going to stop this... uh, um, what do they call it? What was it? Dark zero matter? matter? Yeah, no, zero, zero matter. matter. Like, how are we going to stop the zero matter? matter? I don't know. Let's just shoot some, um, uh, what was it? Not, not gig. What's the radiation that made the Hulk? Um, gamma rays? Gamma rays. They're like, oh, let's shoot gamma rays at it. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that should work because gamma rays. So, like, I, I, it's not like I needed, like, a, a physicist on set telling them how to make it work. But I thought they could have sold that a little bit better. And when it kind of came to the finale, it kind of seemed a little anticlimactic. Just because uh, in um, in the few episodes beforehand, they were like outside in this big desert landscape with this big rift opening in the sky, and you're just like, oh my god, anything could happen. Something could come through the rift. You know, they're in this big expanse. You know, something there could be a big giant explosion. But then at the end, they're just kind of in this studio back lot, and it's empty. No one's there. They sent everybody home from the day, and it feels like. Oh, whatever happens here, it's really not going to make an impact because they're all like kind of hidden behind these fake buildings. So the finale was a little weak, but I thought it was a solid addition to the characters. Well, I think I think yeah, like the 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 conflict resolved itself too easily mm-hmm. um, because we know Agent Carter lives. Like she's in Winter Soldier. Like, yeah, eighty years later in Ant Man. Like we know she lives. Like. Never in my life will I imagine her, like, life on the line in these movies unless mm-hmm. like, they come to say she's a robot later on, yeah, which I doubt. <laughs> uh, so they should never, like, make her life on the line. And we know Howard Stark still has to have Tony Stark. So in, Yeah. But the, I think the, the main question is how does Jarvis become Jarvis as we know yeah, him? Yeah, exactly. So that that does kind of make me nervous, like, when Jarvis is in situations like, oh, you know, he could die, you know, and technically maybe his mind is just saved and put into yeah. a machine. There, there's some some sort of science that's going to come through and, and put his mind into uh, an AI. And uh, secondly, like, this one actually ended on a cliffhanger. Uh, first season did not. I think that cliffhanger shows faith that the show's going to get renewed. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of, like, where the confirmation is itself that you know they finally they killed i guess supposedly killed um the the new york head that's always you know is he bad is he good guy is he bad guy i don't know yeah i'm pretty sure he's dead (laughs) i think he's dead uh but they took a file that says and this is where i kind of want to talk to you it says m carter and Mm -hmm. we assume that stands for margaret carter and it's talking about all these war crimes, about killing and death and all that other stuff, like mm-hmm. mass genocides. But her brother's name's Michael and was in the war. So what if her brother is actually a Hydra agent now? And that's no, season they, three. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we did introduce him, so... Uh, and I mean, he's it, the one who kills Jarvis, and then the, the series can conclude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Uh, I, I mentioned last week that I want to see kind of how Peggy gets... Uh, 
uh, at the top of uh, Shield. You know, her and yeah. Howard were the ones that kind of Shield built needs it. to be be created. Yep, yep. That's yeah. So I, I, that's what I'm really, really interested in. I want to see the push and pull with them trying to build this organization from the ground up. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, we need that, and and definitely uh, this was more sci-fi for a season's more espionage. I really hope season three comes back. It's one of the shows my fiance loves to watch. Mm-hmm. every week so hopefully you can come back and if you want to catch up on season one you can't get it on itunes sadly but you can get it on amazon itunes uh or voodoo if you want so yeah. i looked that up if you ever don't know use decider.com that's not a plug oh, okay but like yeah. this sounded like a plug but that's where i always like where, where can i watch this show at because it's so hard to find yeah but i mean o- overall i think i liked the first season better this this is a, in a in a close second, but I, I think overall I enjoyed the vibe of New York better. I'm not I'm not sure how you felt, but I think uh, I don't know. I, I, there are point there are the higher there are higher points in season two, but there are also lower points in season two, mm-hmm. um, which averages out probably to the same as season one. Where season one was kind of a middling ground for me. I think this had better highs and lower lows. Uh, so I can't really say which one I, I, I favor. I just know that the show isn't getting worse. Yeah. I have to say that I have to say this is much better than having reruns (laughs) for, you know, eight weeks. (laughs) Oh, right. Right. Um, it's true or nothing at all. Um, Yes, exactly. My, my biggest complaint about the flash is like they showed flash up through like February and they're like, we're coming back in late March. I'm like, Oh my God. Like just, just stop. Just Air them all at once, like Marvel does. Just, just get them out of the way. Like, can't I can't do this waiting game anymore. So, <laughs> um, but that's it for the show this week. Uh, just to say, Agent Card's great. It wrapped that up. But like, that's this is one of our longer episodes. It's it's been a it's been a big week for us. Yeah, we kind of tacked a mini spoiler cast on onto the end of this. That's one. true. That's true. Because we got two more coming up in a couple weeks. So, yeah, we could be recording it, three shows that day. It's looking yeah, rough. It, it's a busy year, man. Yeah, yeah, and it really is, and that's great for us. Keeps us busy, keeps us going. Uh, also helps you uh, get some content for your for your comics. But like, where can people read your web comics at, Mike? Well, you know, if people want to follow me, want to see what I'm up to, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at PickledComics.com. I'm holding steady so far with my uh, one comic a week, so you can kind of look for those around like Tuesday or Wednesday. I try to put them out in the middle of the week, give something, give people something to look at. Uh, Listen to top- us on Monday, we <laughs> yeah, him on Tuesday. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, but Chris, you know, uh, con season is coming up for you very, yes. very quickly. If they want to follow you, maybe run into you at a convention. Where are they going to find that? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or on ComicUI.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook uh, page for that where we post a lot of stuff. Um, this weekend, I was at the Louisville Arcade Expo. Uh, no video games bef- uh, after 1999 were allowed, so that's an interesting place. <laughs> Next week is the Lexington Comic and Toy Con in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, the uh, going to be a lot of famous people there. Um, I, I spend a lot of money on toys there and action figures. <laughs> really love them. They got lots of stuff. Anything you could ever want there. Amazing. Week after that, three weeks of C2E2 in Chicago. Just yeah, that's, your, fo- that's your big one, man. That's my jam. That's my jam. That's the one I look forward to every year. It's my sixth year going. Um, I got a photo opportunity with uh, the actress who plays Daisy or Sky or Quake uh-huh. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I bought that up, so I get to see her on that saturday so i'm really excited to see that and um yeah just anywhere everywhere man i'm 
I'm doing stuff. We're going places. We got another project in the pipeline, uh, we, based we on out, comic books. So yeah, we out there, as people say. We yeah, out we there. yeah, we're somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> we'll find a way. But uh, if people want to know more about the superhero slate, Mike, where can they get that information at? Well, as always, please head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. That's a place where you can find all the outlets for the show. We're on iTunes. we got awesome videos up on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe to us via email. Get that stuff straight to your inbox. You can like us on Facebook. Great place. You can follow us on Twitter. Another great spot. Um, and if you're a fan of the show, please uh, consider heading on over to iTunes and leaving us a review. Helps us pop up in front of some fresh new eyeballs. And if you're a super fan of the show, uh, share it with a friend. We know you got buddies out there that uh, love this nerdy stuff just as much as you do. So uh, spread the love. And that's all I got on my end. That sounds awesome. Uh, Yeah, and look forward to our uh, next, not next weekend. We're going to have a lot of spoiler casts coming up pretty soon. So look forward to all those and tell your friends about it. March, man. March March, is crazy. The March madness, if you will. We're not, I'm not a sports ball person, but whatever. So I guess we'll catch you guys next week and uh, take it easy. All right. Adios, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.